Well, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another episode of After Further Review with Mark Brer, John Palkey, Jeff Taylor, our producer, soon to be leaving. leaving us just for this broadcast. He's, just had, for this he's broadcast. had enough. You can blame he's him. About, he has. He's had enough. If uh, my connection, either vocally or visually or both, is substandard, and that's got to be pretty bad because the normal connection is pretty substandard. If it's substandard from what you were used to, we apologize. I'm uh, broadcasting from a basement. We who? Mine looks great. I'm, I'm. Jeff and I'm, I look great. We're not apologizing so, uh, for anything. You know, wow! You guys, look at him. Just trying to yes, draw us I'm, into I'm your, the one that has your, to apologize. Your your whim, your web of uh, incomplete. Uh, where would we go? Where I don't even know where to go with that. But uh, you're, it's a little better than it was earlier. You have you have a little connectivity issues now. It's three hours. Behind where Jeff and I are, my my, so web, my web of incomplete accomplishments. What, what were you getting at? My web I'm of just, I, I was half-hearted to, attempts at work just, or at, at excellence. Uh, you're, you're, what you're, are you? You're, what, what's was, the, what are you? Your web of incompetence. I was going to go with your web of incompetence, but at this point, I mean, it's not really incompetent. That's fine. To, that works. To be, it's really not incompetent. Sure, it, you're just, I, you're yep. a slave to whatever like internet connection you have, and you're you're at some sort of in a uh, way though CDC I'm regulations be damn road trip. That's true. I'm a ba- in a basement from Temecula, California, and uh, there's a lot of mountains around here. It's very isolated. Who knows if we'll survive or not? To tell you the truth, so we'll see. Revisiting we'll see, some sort but, of uh, yes, revisiting some sort of college shut down 1960s group you know you got in trouble and now you're in a basement in temecula hiding out from the uh from the johnson or nixon administration strongmen from the, cool i like it from the I like feds. it a lot from the feds yeah bit yes, of a, bit of a so hostage, here we are got a hostage video look to it mark you've got a hostage video look to your <laughs> shot right now so, yeah i mean jeff said it looked like i was broadcasting from iraq from a bunker in iraq yeah just not you do that's sure. not, not it's not the look we're looking for. I mean, maybe that is. Maybe that ends up being the brand that takes off. It's like this John Pelkey and some guy in Iraq. Or just the just the overall look of the, the show. show. That, the overall look of the show is that we're it's some sort of fly by night broadcasting out of a van on the run sort of thing. I and maybe that's maybe that's what we ought to go for. You know, maybe I mean, we, we ought to have... embrace that as opposed to pretend we have any sort of production values. Yeah, we don't have the Mike Greenberg going to build you a new studio in Brooklyn so you can basically call a call shutdown on Tua's career after three games sort of thing. We don't have that. We 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 don't we don't we don't have that kind of, you know, multi-studio sort of thing. So why 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 don't we just embrace the gorilla element of it? That's the thing. We should probably just I'm, embrace the gorilla element. Now you you I just think, went through a uh you, you had to do a a last minute covid test right because i did yeah something happened and you had to stand in line you, you couldn't make an appointment and, and and just go and be out of there in 15 minutes you had to do sort of this rapid thing right away and you ended know, up taking a couple of hours lines around the corner for that one yeah it's the it's out there at disney at main gate they have a free testing site which is outstanding and i you know i kudos to them for that but uh i did not realize because we're going to be doing 
a distance Thanksgiving with some friends that we've we've hung out with and, and distance with. But everybody then decided they were all going to get a covid test last minute. And I was the, the last person to find out because I'm the least important person in any gathering. That's the that's the one consistency about who in any I group. Am. In any sort of group, if if you're looking around for who's the person who, if they're uh, all of a sudden uh, attacked by wolves and is ripped apart, who's the person that will be missed the least? And that is generally going to be me. Um, so I'm at the end of that information highway, really? and I, yeah, oh goodness, yes, Mark, you know, you know that I, I am. It, it is. But there don't is you think just, that the Jody was probably your your wife Jody is probably first or among the first in the information and and communication highway, correct? And so yes. people will just oh, yeah, assume sure. that they Top tell the her, and, and yeah. you'll know, right? Which is literally it, one of the worst assumptions you could make. That that is it, it, one right, of, one because of the apparently it stops with her. Yeah, and it's you know it's a need to know basis, and and you know for my need to know it's the the night before go tomorrow and get a test. Okay, yes, I'll do. Yes, that's exactly what I'll do. So that's what I had to do, and it took longer. I was afraid it was going to take there, much there, longer. Yes, sorry, there's a delay, John, and it's, it's yeah, there's a huge end, delay. It doesn't look a... good. This this show is there is there is little or no entertainment quality uh, coming people's way today. <laughs> just I'm just going to tell you right now. Much Not like yet. the Steelers and Ravens, this should have been at all. And now we're, you know, we're going to talk about. Well, I, I believe it wasn't canceled. I believe it was postponed until Sunday. Maybe we should have postponed this show until Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I know. That's what we've done. All right, so uh, that that's too bad. I'm, I'm, I'm very I'm very sorry that it's that it's worked out this way. Yeah, we'll 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 try and do that. Okay, so here we go. Let's talk about yeah. let's let's first of all, I, I want to give you credit, John, because the trivia question idea the abandonment yep. of progressive trivia and your trivia question idea uh was kind of fun in my opinion yeah i didn't have to do the the work putting the, the progressive together before the show that's a burden that's off of me i enjoy oh, that yeah. yep less effortful right of course less effortful and so this is this is a so I've been, I've embraced this this trivia question idea. So I'm going to do a, a trivia question right now. Right, we're, I don't we're know about this to talk one. about this the college football playoff. I don't right. know this, so I'm, I didn't that makes me happy. Yeah, because the good thing is, I, like you've learned the whole uh, put the trivia question on a on a PowerPoint thing, and I I've eschewed any sort of responsibility in that manner. So uh, in that respect, so I don't know what this is. So this is fun for me. I, I like this. I like this idea. Progressive trivia, it run its course. All right. We'll revisit it at some point. Perhaps, perhaps. All right, so here it is. Here we go. Um, we are going to talk about the college football playoff. The first rankings were announced last night, and oh, boy, boy, were we shocked. Ooh, my goodness. What a... Uh, I got. I, I, I watched the response. I mean, it, I watched... Talk about chalk, chalk, chalk. I watched, yeah, I watched the response today, and of course, the 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 least important thing about the 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 college football playoff poll is the teams that are in second and third place. It literally means absolutely nothing. The difference between second and third, distance distance between first and second, first and third, first and fourth, yes, second and third, essentially the same thing, Mark. But boy, oh boy, did people have trouble with it. So I'm just glad we're focusing on the important thing. So let's go. This is going to be great. Trivia about college football, yeah, I'm assuming. In, in, indeed. Okay. So the top four, yes, the top 
four teams. I'm not going to say who they are. You're going to have to fit this part of you, your work as, as listeners and or viewers. We have one so far. Uh, this is part of your work. There are three conferences represented in the top four teams. Three conferences represented in the top four teams. I want you to throw out one of the conferences. I want you to throw out one of the conferences, and then I'm, and the remaining two conferences is where this trivia question applies. The number okay. 70 and the number 35. How does it apply to two out of the three conferences represented in the top four teams in the college football playoff? And okay. I might give everyone a hint the next time around, but they're okay. throw one of the conferences out. 70 and 35. Two conferences, the number 70 and 35. Yes. What does that number, what do those numbers represent? Okay. All right. That's it. All right. I'm can, trying to figure I, out how I, long this I'm gonna do, is. I'm going to do one. I'm going I'm to do one right now. I'm going to give you my first blush answer. You can choose to say whether I'm right or wrong or not, but I'll give you my first blush answer. For two of those three conferences, that is the average score with which they've lost their college football playoff games prior to this. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The Big 12 wow. and the that, Pac-12 that is... are not in. The Big 12 and the Pac-12 are not not in the top four. So that that can't. That's not the proper answer. My apologies. Right. That is not the that is not the proper answer. But I, I like the guest. I do like the Thank guest. You. That's outstanding Thank work you. out of you. Thank so you. so that's uh so, so there it is. So there it is. Uh, let's see. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do a test, and I'm going right. to I'm going to and, and I'm going to see when you. I'm going to I'm going to see how long this delay is so we can maybe try and adjust throughout the, the rest of the show. I'm going okay. to say uh, I'm going to say a sentence and then I'm going to wait for your response. How old are you, John Pelkey? Oh, wow. You didn't hear anything. You didn't hear anything. It's not going to answer. Can you hear a thing? 56. Screw me. See, he I'm won't. Sorry, let's see, do, I'm see, sorry. See. That was just too you easy. See that? I mean, that is you like see that people. That's like I'm no, going to pitch I you know. a crab soccer ball, I, and I just need you to make contact. That was too easy. Let's try that again. I apologize. All right, here we go. Uh, what is the name of your pit bull? Emmy Lou. Okay. I'll do it again. What is the name? Of the dog rep- named after a beetle. Lemon. It's like three seconds, dude. Okay. We have a three-second three delay. delay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. All I did right. not wait that so time. I did it immediately. I, by the way, I did it immediately. I did not okay. even allow you to finish. You had not finished the sentence. And I, and I, and I got it out. Uh-huh. Sort and, of that close. So, and, yeah. and three seconds. Answered. Okay. Well, we're just going to have to deal with this three-second delay because I'm in a basement in Temecula, California. So Hiding from the authorities. Hiding from the authorities. Let's do college football playoff talk right now. Uh, All right. There was nothing surprising about any of it outside of the fact that Georgia shouldn't have been in the top ten and it should have been BYU. Outside of that, John, is there anything surprising? No, in fact, BYU at 14 is just ridiculous. I mean, I think you know, I, yes. I agree with you. I think they should have been inside the top 10. Um, but the fact that they're at 14th and that they are behind uh, a two-loss Iowa State team, a two-loss Oklahoma team that, you know, we've discussed what's wrong with Oklahoma. 
makes no sense because BYU has played. And had they only played five or six games, Mark, like some teams, I'm, I would have maybe not yeah. had an issue with it. Yeah. They're nine and zero for God's sake. Now, do I believe that on any given day, um, or that on any sort of regular basis, that uh, BYU would beat Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State, Texas A&M, Florida? Cincinnati, maybe. I mean, I just, I don't, it, no idea why they would be ranked that low. I mean, I'm happy about it. Trust me. I couldn't be happier, but I don't understand it. You know, Georgia, I mean, uh, North Car- Northwestern or Cincinnati, that's fine for them to be ahead of them. Sure. Mm-hmm. But would that be a great, would that be a pretty solid football game? I would guess. I think they give guess. me, uh, yeah, oh, uh, absolutely. Cincinnati. And, and Georgia, I suppose they, they would be better than they are, but a two-loss team in the top ten is just a bit much. It's a bit much to take. I just that this SEC bias is just nuts. It's just nuts. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I, I, I don't disagree with you. I don't, I, and I will tell you this right now. I went to the University of Florida. I'm a huge Gator fan, but from what I've seen from BYU, and I've seen quite a bit of, uh, probably three or four of their games, I've watched good portions of it. I think they would give Florida a game. That is a questionable Florida defense. I think Florida could put a bunch of points up on them, but as physical as BYU is with the quality quarterback play and the ability to do, to have sustained drives and a pretty good punch in the mouth physical defense, I think they would give Florida problems. I have to be honest. I don't know they'd beat them, but I think they deserve a a, a shot at some of the big boys. So, yeah, so I think that it's, it's, uh, it's, it's very, very interesting there. You know, you look at the top four teams and let's say Notre Dame does lose to Clemson big in uh, what we will deem the ACC championship game, even though there's, there's no, there's no divisions this year. If they lose big, does that automatically vault Texas A&M? Into number four? Uh, no, well, I don't okay. think if Texas... Florida beats Alabama. Yeah. What if Florida beats Alabama and mm-hmm. Notre Dame loses by a touchdown to Clemson? Who what, what's Ohio teams? State do? What does Ohio State do? They they stay undefeated. They beat Northwestern in the Big Ten championship game. Um, they do. Yeah. Here's the here's the thing with that is if. If Ohio State beats Northwestern in the in the Big Ten championship game, North, and Northwestern continues to win out, and they have a favorable schedule, they're ranked eighth. Um, they're they're not going to go anywhere. Um, then Ohio State will get a, an additional quality win over a Notre Dame team that doesn't have any opportunities really for quality wins. Do they have? Who does Notre Dame have coming up? Uh, I, I I I just don't think I think I thought, a loss. I thought they had Miami, but they don't. A, a loss yeah, they've got to, Wake Forest coming up. Well, they've got North Carolina, a ranked team in North Carolina. So if they were to, to convincingly beat North Carolina, maybe a shot. But the problem is they wouldn't have a win over a high enough ranked team, in my mind, other than a Clemson team that, you know, everybody's making excuses for Clemson. Um, they Obviously, they didn't have their starting quarterback. There were some other uh, players missing. Notre Dame had some people starters missing as well in that game. Um, I think it would be very difficult if Florida beat Alabama in the SEC championship game for uh, Notre Dame to remain in the top four if Ohio State wins out. I, I-, I do.
And I don't necessarily know that I think that's fair. I've been impressed by this Notre Dame team. As I've said to you, Mark, I think they're better than previous Notre Dame teams that were overranked. I don't think they're overranked. I think they deserve, despite what Max Kellerman says, to be ranked ahead of the Clemson team that they beat head-to-head. I'm glad that Texas A&M is ranked ahead of Florida. I think head-to-head means something, particularly this year with fewer games. But it's going to be really, really tough for Notre Dame. Um, they're going to have to rely on Alabama convincingly beating Florida if that is in, or Georgia, whoever ends up in there. You know, Florida loses a, a game or so, Georgia could still sneak in there. Um, I, I don't think, though, uh, given a, if they were to lose to Clemson and everything else works its way out chalk wise and Florida upsets Alabama, I think Notre Dame's out, sadly, really. So if, Notre Dame, if Notre Dame beats Clemson, if Notre Dame beats Clemson and Florida beats uh, Alabama, is Clemson out? I don't know about that. That that's a more interesting question to me, and and, and one that's more difficult. Do you to really answer. think a two loss team, a two loss team could could make the playoffs? I do. I do. If that two loss team is Alabama or Clemson. Wow. All right. I just so think we've deemed so that they're the best teams. So so Clemson beats Notre Dame. Yep. Florida loses to Alabama. Uh-huh. Just to, and Texas A&M wins out. Ohio State wins out. Texas A&M make, make the playoffs? I don't see any way for Texas A&M to make the playoff um, unless uh, Florida takes Notre another Dame loss. loses to Clemson. Yeah. The, the only way I could see uh, Texas A&M getting Florida in loses is- to Alabama. Florida would have to lose to Alabama uh, or uh, or Florida could lose before that. And a two loss Georgia team uh, gets the SEC championship and perhaps pulls off the uh, the upset. A&M continues uh, to win out. They have they do have one ranked team left to play in Auburn. Auburn has Alabama this weekend. Will they be ranked by the time Texas A&M plays them? More than likely not um, at that point. So I think, sadly, uh, Texas's mistake was beating Florida as early as they did. I think it's going to come back to to, yeah. to, to yeah. bite them and being in the and being in the now, SEC Florida West could, with Alabama. Right, Florida could lose to Alabama. I think that's possible. If I Notre Dame loses big to Clemson, to, to, if Notre Dame loses big to Clemson, mm-hmm. Florida loses to Alabama. So Alabama mm-hmm. is undefeated. Ohio State's undefeated. Clemson has one loss, and they 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 would make it if they destroy Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Would Notre Dame fall, and would Texas A and M go up, or would Notre Dame stay in that scenario in after, in after that being scenario, destroyed by Clemson? In that scenario, I think Texas A and M would have a shot. They they have a pathway. That sounds like the election. They have a pathway, but it's very narrow for them. And I and and sadly, I don't think that that's necessarily fair. But the fact that. Um, they're a one-loss team, and Florida is a one-loss team, but Florida gets that opportunity to play a number one-ranked Alabama or you know a number two-ranked Alabama, if, if just in case they, they slip a little bit. And Texas A&M's best shot at playing a ranked team between now and the end of the season is 22nd-ranked Auburn. And if Auburn were to upset Alabama – then that would that would be different. Uh, but I think, uh, sadly, their path is more narrow than the team that they beat. Right.
So let's say Texas A&M stumbles and loses another game. Let's say Florida loses to Alabama. So -hmm. now both Florida and Texas A&M have two losses. Mm -hmm. Is the fourth team, and let's assume that Notre Dame gets trashed by Clemson. Boat race by Clemson. So now they have one. So they have one loss, but it's a bad loss. Mm-hmm. Notre, Dame, uh, Notre Dame has one loss. Florida has two. Texas A and M has two. Does mm-hmm. Cincinnati, assuming they run the table, mm-hmm. do they make the fourth slot? I think in that in that scenario, it. it uh... I, I would say there's a better than average chance that they do. I could see them getting shut out of it. Um, but I think that that would give them a better than average shot. What they would have to hope for is that uh, Northwestern didn't win out and then lose a, lose a squeaker to Ohio state, because then I think the big 10 might get a little bit more love. Um, their path is narrow. Uh, it may not be as narrow as Texas A&M's oddly, um, but I think that their path is yeah, that's interesting. Is yeah. Don't you agree with me, though? Don't you agree that that's just that I do. conference I bias? Do. Unfortunately, conference bias is so prevalent and I'm guilty of it. We're all guilty of it from time to time. I mean, we all need convincing that an undefeated uh, non-power conference team is better than a two loss SEC team. I mean, you have to talk we people do. into that. We do. No, so it's, it's very true. And or then, a one-loss Notre Dame team, a one-loss. Yeah. Notre, you know, how do you tumble from number two, uh, and how does the number seven team, you know, yeah, get uh, and get sadly, past I it? think, and I think, um, unfortunately, Notre Dame's going to get a lot of crap for that. But I think this is the one year where you have a Notre Dame team that is worthy of being in the playoff. I think that is a good enough team. I think that's a team that can beat Florida, and I think if Florida and uh, and Notre Dame played 10 times. I, I mean, that that's a pick em to me. I think they could beat them. I, I think they would probably give Ohio State a pretty good game. I think what we've seen from Ohio State, now I think they'll get better. I think what we've seen is the time off probably affected them a little bit. But Notre Dame is better than Indiana, and, and Indiana gave Ohio State everything they could handle. Um, but unfortunately, you know, I think because of our big conference bias, um, if Notre Dame gets in, there's going to be there will be people who have an issue with that. And, and I do think that they if they lost to Clemson very, very close in an ACC championship game, you know, the the argument, it's this, Mark. Here's the here's the overwhelming argument in the college fo- football playoff, in my mind, is at the end of the season, when that final poll comes out. What what are you attempting to do? Are you attempting to put the four best teams in the country in the playoff then? Or are you attempting to put the four teams with the most attractive resumes? Because I don't think those are the same thing. I don't either. I don't I don't I don't either. And I don't know what they decide. I don't know what you know, it, it just does seem to me that there's five or six teams that could really have that really have a chance, and that's about it from here on out. Yeah, that's just that's just how it goes. I, and, agree. Uh, I agree. And 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 we'll see what happens. You know, Notre Dame, Notre Dame being number two, um, it, it does seem unlikely for them to fall so far that Cincinnati could overtake them. But that could be the case, depending on on what happens. And it's and it's you know, I, I I'm always rooting. I'm always rooting for massive disruption in I this process. I, re- I did it with the BCS. And I'm doing it with the college football playoff because, to me, that's the only way people can be shaken out of their 
their their bubbles of misunderstanding. You know, the the only way you can shake them out of there is to be hugely disruptive, and and that's the thing. And so so this this weekend, Alabama plays Auburn. Yes, without Nick Saban, correct? And we'll get right. to that without, without Nick Saban, which yes, without Nick Saban, he tested positive does for that, COVID. And I, does I that do anything he, to Auburn's uh, chances? Does that help Auburn's chances? I, I think maybe there is a slight advantage in that, but I think it's pretty slight. I think the difference between Alabama and Auburn at this point now it is it, it is a rivalry game. Um, we'll see how much that has to uh, what. Uh, how important that is, given the fact that we don't have full stadiums. I think that's a bigger deal in a full stadium than it is not, because because I think that and here's a, uh, I think it it fuels the home team, and I also think fuels away teams in those rivalry games. Because you know, if Auburn takes a lead on on Alabama, the fans react differently than if they. You know, if Kentucky goes up a touchdown on them at some point, people it never feels like that they're going to close the deal. But in rivalry games, uh, there is a little bit of a difference. Will that will that uh, come to play this week? I don't know. Nick Saban not being there, little bit of a little bit of a bump for Auburn, but I don't think it's enough to get Auburn past Alabama. I will say that uh, Joe Connolly said that this is uh, average games lost because of COVID. Between the two conferences, that is incorrect. All right. So now what I want to do is give you another hint. Mm-hmm. Throw out the conference in the top four teams. There's three conference represented. Throw out the conference that has two teams represented in it. So now 70 and 35 represent two numbers for the okay. remaining two conferences that we're talking about. Okay. And um, 70, I will say, represents the number of what we all think is the weaker conference of the remaining two. 35 okay. represents the number of the stronger conference we think we tend to think wow. of between the two remaining. Because I was going to see 70 is the number of weeks that one of those two conference, a team from that conference has been ranked number one, and 35 is that the other, but now you've, now you've, now you've thrown a monkey wrench into that. That doesn't seem right. I have thrown a monkey wrench in that, so it's pretty fun. All right. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, we talked about Nick Saban, we'll talk about that a little bit uh, coming up in Potpourri. Uh, But it's a COVID-related thing, and and, uh, you mentioned the cancellation being the same thing as a postponement uh, with Baltimore and and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. And I wonder if there's anyone that is helped by that. I wonder what team is most helped by that, by additional three days, if you will, of rest, an additional couple of days. Uh, of rest is is any team you know more banged up than the other does it does it does it help that pittsburgh has a normal week now per se i mean as much as you can say canceling you know postponing a game is normal uh did baltimore have a better chance because it was a short week and could catch pittsburgh I don't know. I, I, my thought would unawares. be not my, as if a short week, you know, they, they become less aware, but you know what I mean? Right. No, I, I actually think that if, if you're going to look at who it would benefit, um, and this is just personal opinion, I think it benefits Baltimore more than it benefits Pittsburgh. Right. Because I think the, the, the Ravens because. have, have, because the Ravens have been, um, sketchy as of late. They haven't played as well. I think Pittsburgh would just kind of like to keep, 
you know, keep rolling. I mean, they're 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 on a roll. They know what they do, who they are, what they do well. And I think uh, Baltimore has to go back to the drawing table a little bit and try to shore some things up. So I would say that and if you watch, if you look at the responses from players from the team, Pittsburgh players, and they've lost games already because of other teams, COVID protocol. And that's really what they're uh, what what they're kind of whining about. Juju Smith, the Schuster has, has been uh, vocal about it and others. But I really think uh, mainly for Pittsburgh is they're on a roll. They're like, bring, bring every, let's go, let's play. Um, and so I think it probably would benefit Baltimore a little bit, though um, people making the point that Pittsburgh does have some guys who are banged up and it may give them a little bit more of a chance to, uh, uh, to get healthy. And the other side of that is I think a lot of the Steelers were looking forward to the 10 days between games um, by playing on Thursday and they're going to lose that. Uh-huh. So now uh, the first game tomorrow is the Texans and the Lions. Wow. Send the film to Canton. E. Well, so, it's, you know, Matt, uh, so dead cares, man walking, basically. dead man right, walking, cares? Matt Patricia, dead man walking, Matt Patricia. It's just one clo- game closer to him not being the head coach of the Lions anymore. Right. I mean, right. outside of that. <laughs> wow. What a reason to watch a Thanksgiving game. Woo. Right. Let's gonna, watch it to see one, one more, one more look at gets to the gallows. Yep. One, one more, one more look at Matt Patricia adding to his rather pathetic resume. That's about it. Yeah about it the next game however is literally literally for first place in the nfc east the beasts of the, the game east. between the the three and seven washington football team and the three uh-huh. and seven dallas cowboys is for first place because they're a half a game behind philly who doesn't play until monday night Right now, the Giants have to play too, and I don't know. I'm trying to look at it right now. The Giant, actually, the Giants, technically, right now are three and two within the division, mm-hmm. and they are one. And and Dallas is one and two. Washington is uh, is two and two. And I don't know if there's any head to head between them. I think I do believe Dallas has beaten the New York Giants already. That's so true. so Dallas. And 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 the and the, the the okay so here we go so this so the Washington football team formerly known as the Skins uh, have lost to the Giants. Dallas has beaten the Giants. So if Dallas wins tomorrow, the mm-hmm. the they will be four and seven after Thanksgiving. They will be in first place in the NFC East. Yep. I don't, there's, I don't, do you, are you expecting some sort of defense of the division my team plays in? Cause you got none. I got none. I'll say this. I'll say no, this. No, Somebody's no, talking I, about it, this. It, Some, somebody was talking about this though. And uh, today, and I don't remember who it was. If I, if I heard it, uh, I was listening to podcasts when I was in line for my COVID test and all of that. And, and I don't know if it was that or something I picked up later on, but somebody was saying the one thing about the NFC East teams are though, is that they're not the jets. None of those teams are the jets. Each one of those teams has some things that they do well. Washington has a has the number one pass defense, I believe, in the NFL. They can get after you up front. They have very good pass rush uh, with Chase Young, Ryan Kerrigan, and those guys. So right. defensively, they play pretty well. And yep. with Alex Smith at quarterback, we've seen some uh, what uh, an improvement with them. We've also seen Dallas playing better as of late. 
upsetting the the Vikings. They, uh, you know, Andy Dalton played much better coming back off of his injury than he had prior to that. Um, Philadelphia, as you know, from week to week, Carson Wentz has been a tire fire at times, but when he's played within himself, they've been pretty good. And Daniel Jones and the and the Giants probably put together the longest string of playing well of any team in that division, even though they didn't win all of those games. So nobody's the Jets in that division. So let's just say that. that as bad as that division is, those football teams do a few things well. And really, the Washington Dallas game tomorrow is a pretty interesting football game. Um, it's a rivalry game, obviously. It no, hasn't I really I, meant anything since sure. I was in high school, uh, essentially. Um, but the stakes it, uh, are huge. Yes. When, when was yes. the last time the stakes were this high, this late in the season between the Washington football team and the Dallas Cowboys? Um, probably somewhere around 1992-ish. Washington coming off I mean, that, the ninety. 90- that's remarkable. Almost thirty years. Yeah, Washington coming up. That ninety-two Redskin uh, Washington football team was, uh, you know, they were on the downside of the Joe Gibbs era, but they were the defending NFC champions. So probably, and and Dallas, obviously, you know, we know what happened in ninety-two for Dallas. So yeah, it's probably been that long. It's probably been close to thirty years since this game meant anything. There may have been a couple of anomaly years thrown in there somewhere. But Washington has generally been a bad football team since that era with a couple of notable years, 99 among them, where they popped up and played well. And Dallas is, you know, somebody said Dallas. uh, I I love the take where somebody said, uh, yep, everybody's saying, well, look at look at look at Dallas. They you know, they could be in the driver's seat in this division. So expectations for Dallas are that they could turn it around. So what are they going to do? Not turn it around because that's who they've that's who they've been. But you can guarantee that tomorrow, Skip and Shannon will lead the program with, uh, and and I don't know if they'll do a Thanksgiving Day show, but uh, I'm I'm sorry, I mean Friday. I mean Friday. Even if they're back, they won't be back then. That's money people won't be working. Yeah, no, that they, they will spend yeah. if Dallas they will spend the same amount of time talking about the Cowboys if they win or lose the game. Agreed, and then they will move on to yeah. uh, LeBron James. Then they'll move on to LeBron James and then back to the Cowboys and LeBron. Cause that's yep. all they talk about. That's uh, yep. the only things they that's talk all about. They talk about. Another noteworthy game coming up is uh, Titans and Colts. Yeah. I have dismissed both of these teams all year long. I started to get back on the Tennessee bandwagon and then they lost two in a row. So I quickly abandoned it and I have never really embraced Indianapolis but it's time for me to embrace Indianapolis. I'm just, I, I love Frank Reich. And, mm-hmm. you know, it would be a great story for Phillip Rivers if, if they were to somehow make the playoffs and even win a game. Just one game. Just one game. If yeah. Phillip Rivers won one game, that would be tremendous. Uh, so suddenly now the AFC South <laughs> is one of the most interesting divisions, at least the top two teams. Yeah. Uh, and that, that's going to be an interesting game. I yeah, mean, and that, Houston. That, that's, that's a high stakes game. Yeah, and, and that division, Houston also makes that division interesting because we we kind of dismissed tomorrow's game because it's a Detroit. But uh, Houston now all of a sudden has become the team that could act as spoiler moving moving forward because um, right. you know, when you have Deshaun Watson at quarterback, you're always going to have a chance. Um, so Jacksonville, I believe, uh, uh, Glennon, um, uh, what, what's his first name? Uh, Crap, I can't remember the former uh, Virginia Tech quarterback. Uh, 
I want to say Rich Glennon, which which is not it. Um, hopefully you're searching for that as I as I try to pull it out of my yes, yes. Bur- bourbon addled brain. Mike Glennon, Mike Glennon, former backup quarterback for Tampa Bay. He's getting his first start, I think, in three seasons for Jacksonville because Gardner Minshew is hurt. And uh, yeah, it's a that's a mess. That's a mess there. They just hopefully they're just tanking for the rest of the season because there's really no reason for them to to win any more games. It just would be it would be detrimental to Jacksonville to win any more games at this point. It really would. I agree with you wholeheartedly. And I don't think there's any problem with that. I mean, but it's just it's been such a relatively pathetic organization for for most of its existence that uh, it's, you know, I mean, they 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 have something to celebrate sort of once every decade and a half is, is their is second season in the NFL decade and a half. Second season in the NFL. They're in the AFC championship game. And then in 1999, right. we've talked about it. I know. If they only could have beaten the Tennessee Titans, yep. they lost to them. The only games they lost were to Tennessee. And they lost twice in the regular season and once in the That's AFC right. championship game. So, yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's, immense. it's unbelievable. So. But see, they're actually in the, right. the fabled so catbird seat, uh, Mark. I just want to say they're in the fabled catbird seat because they're going to get a very because. high draft pick and a deep quarterback draft, but they won't get a high enough one to pick uh, the future largest bust in the history of the National Football League draft. So good for them. So that'll that that'll There's be with hope. the New York Jets and and poor Trevor Lawrence, unless he stays uh, with Clemson another year. Joe Connolly thinks that Kyle Trask will be the starting quarterback in borderline first next borderline year. first round picked, and he's going to be he'll be on the board long after Jacksonville's made their pick. You think so? Yes. I like Kyle Trask a lot. He might win the Heisman this year, John. Yep. So did Charlie Ward. He was a great guard for the Knicks. (laughs) Right. So did Gino Toretta. Right. Exactly. So did Andre Ware. Andre Ware. Exactly. But still, I mean. Makes it. Yeah. (laughs) So. Right. Exactly. But at the same time, uh, I don't know. I, I like Kyle Trask. I like as do I, I like, like him a Kyle lot. Trask a lot. I, I like Kyle good, Trask. A I lot. think he could be a good pro. So is Justin Field. You, 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 you hate Kyle Trask as a pro. You mm-hmm. hate Trevor Lawrence as a pro. Who do you like? Justin okay. Fields? Is he, right, he going to be a good pro? Zach Wilson? Again, I don't know if you think this is uh, get up first up, take up, whatever, where you have to make a hot take. But I did not say that I hated Kyle Trask as a pro. I simply said that he would not be drafted anywhere near where Jacksonville is going to draft, which will probably be second in the draft. He'll go late first round at best, maybe early second round. That's not saying he won't have a great career. Just I'm just prognosticating where I think he will go. That's all. Okay. And why why is that? Based on what? If he's a Heisman winning in other words, because when I brought up the fact he was he's gonna be a high he may be a Heisman winning trophy right. uh, quarterback. It's not helpful. You said so was Andre. No, you said so was so is Charlie Ward. You know, right. it, it it you were comparing them to Charlie Ward. I compared well, him to Andre Ward never, Ware and Gino Toretta. You're right. Charlie Ward never played. I, I said Charlie Ward, who chose to play basketball, did never play in the NFL. Who knows? Maybe he'd have been way ahead of the curve. You know, now Charlie Ward coming out looks like an attractive, an attractive uh, guy, an attractive draft choice. At the time, that's not what people were looking for. Um, you brought up Andre Ware and uh, and Gino Toretta, who neither of whom do you care for at all, personally and professionally. Um, no, and, not, uh, so I, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that he's not going to be, uh, 
he maybe he will be a successful quarterback. But I think the fact that he is coming out of nowhere a little bit and I, I just think it takes guys longer to climb to the top of the, the those lists of quarterbacks. I think as much as we have these biases for um, conferences, we also have bias for the guys who are the early front runners for the Heisman. That's it. That's so that's my thing. Uh, well, Joe Burrow came kind of came out of nowhere last year. And, he did. He uh, did. I, I just don't know what though. the criteria. I don't know what your your well. Okay. I mean, I suppose the exception proves rule, but I'm not sure. You know how the NFL is. It's a copycat league, so the exceptions are what becomes the norm the very next year. So uh, I don't know. I, I I just don't see him going late first round or early second round at all. At all, I tell you the truth. Bottom half of the first so, round is the earliest he goes. He'll be the fifth quarterback chosen, and uh, it'll be bottom of the bottom of the, the first fifth round. one. Fifth fifth quarterback so it'll chosen. It'll be Lawrence. It'll be it'll Fields. be Fields. It'll be Wilson, and maybe King from Miami ahead of him. Even, uh, yeah, possibly there are a couple other guys, and you know uh, that uh, that figured in above him. Um, is, Wilson is the uh, BYU quarterback. Uh, there's a there's another BYU. There's another North Dakota, South Dakota, whatever. Yep, the there Indian is. The, I think Territory, another North Dakota, Dakota state whatever. guy. Yeah, yeah, that's working out well for the Eagles. Stay with that. We don't say Indian anymore. Jim. I know, been, I know. Well, you were allowed to when that. you were referring when you were referring to historical things. You can call it Indian territory. That's what it was called. That's it is. So that means if I refer to the 1940 Washington football team, I can say Redskins. Is that what you're implying? I would say that if you are if you are referring uh, to them historically, then that would be the historically correct thing to do. Yes. So when I say last year's Washington Redskins, I'm fine. Uh, you're, you're fine with me. And you know me, I'm a screaming left wing <laughs> liberal commie Pico freedom man. <laughs> You are. You are a total freedom hater. All right. Let's go. Let's go uh, to the trivia question again. Okay. The, uh, the remaining two teams, the remaining two conferences in the uh, in the top four college football playoff uh, top four teams. Uh, the three conferences, obviously, were the SEC, uh, the Big Ten and the ACC. I said th- throw out the conferences that has the most teams, which is the ACC. ACC. So now we're between the, the SEC, uh, the ACC and that. Now we're between the SEC and the uh, the Big Ten, okay. and seventy represents the Big Ten. Thirty five represents the SEC. Can I guess? Yes, I uh, I think that's the bowl record of the ACC versus the SEC in bowl games in the last decade. Well, it's the yeah. Big Ten. Remember, I'm mean, excuse Big me, the Big, Big Ten the SEC. SEC. I think the Big Ten is has doubled up the number of uh, victories they've had over the, the Southeastern Conference in bowl games. Over that, over that a incorrect. set period of time. That incorrect. That's incorrect. Okay. Seemed pretty good. You know, because some of those yep. Big Ten teams. Although, although it, some of those Big Ten teams yeah. are just happy well, to be Well, and remember, there. there's 14 teams in the Big Ten. There's 14 yeah. teams in the Big Ten now. That's true. So That's I'm true. including all of those teams. Okay. So okay. there you go. 70 and 35. It really goes to a point that I will be making relatively vociferously a little bit later in the show. All right. All right. Fair enough. All right. So there it is with the NFL. We've talked about the college football playoff. We've talked about the NFL. Uh, I I do want to throw up a couple of other uh, potpourri items out there. Uh, College basketball begins. College basketball is now a part of the landscape, John Pelkey. And it's very interesting because 
they were one of the first and most dramatic, if you will, casualties of COVID when it first yeah. happened. Uh, the tournament was canceled, and the tournament yeah. we were in March. Oh, by the way, so yeah, we <laughs> March Madness was canceled in March. No March Madness, right? So that was brutal. And then they sat on the sidelines as right. every other major sport, if you will, has come back and figured out a way. So it's very interesting. To, to welcome them back and to see, you know, and to see how that all develops and to see wh- what they do and to see how, how uh, successful they can be with that. Yeah. You know, I mean, men's I, and I, women's college basketball. Yeah. And I think we, we've seen wildly different uh, things in college football as far as uh, at least our belief at how well teams were prepared to start their season. Um, we'll see with college basketball how that goes. Uh, we've got a number of the preseason tournaments going on. Clearly, none of the ones that you and I could have been paid for working. Apparently, those were the only ones that needed to be canceled. I would have liked to have been in that meeting where they all sat around and went, well, we're going to have to cancel some of these these conference tournaments. Well, which ones would John and Mark possibly be working? Well, and, you know, that'd be the, okay. Well, we're just well, let's cut those first, get those clowns out of the way, and then we'll then we'll move on. But uh, I think it I think um, it'll be interesting. I think it because, was. You know, it was a priority. It was sad the end of last year because there are a couple of teams that aren't nat- uh, like Baylor did such a great story. Baylor because you know they had the just that horrific uh, stuff that happened a number of years ago with we, one of the players killing yeah, another one of yeah, the players. Yeah. There was a murder, and then they had all of the uh, all of the uh, sexual harassment and sexual assault stuff covered up at Baylor. But they had really put things together. Their basketball program had come back, and uh, they were you know they were easily mentioned among the top five teams. And, and we both, you and I agree that really going into March Madness, there are probably about eight to on the, on a, on a good year to 10 teams that could really vie for the final four in a championship, but they were right up there towards the top. Can they keep that going? Um, it's uh, it, it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I didn't realize it had come back last night. I didn't think it was coming back till this weekend, but there's a ton of stuff going on tomorrow as well. I'm looking forward to it. really am. Because I think they have. I know you are, and I'm looking they forward to the worst hand. College basketball got dealt the worst hand because they were, you know, on the absolutely. cusp of their championship. Absolutely, it was horrible, horrible for those guys. Yes, absolutely, taken away. The rug pulled out from under under them, and then they're done. Then they have to yeah. sit back and watch for a year, essentially. Yeah. And like all Dayton. of this other, uh, all these other sports come back and and figure it out. And Dayton was a team that was good enough to win the championship as well. Could have been a you know a mid major, and you know that's something that both you and I enjoy when you see mid major Dayton. And uh, unfortunately, now you know they lose their 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 best player to the draft. And where are they going to be? I mean, that's a good program, but um, yeah, they're no, I I don't bet on sports, but college basketball would be a really difficult sport to bet on right now. It really would be, and it's going to be very interesting to see how they make it work. The NBA had went to a bubble and it worked great, yeah. but college basketball is not going to do that. So no, it's going to be very interesting. We've seen the challenges that baseball, uh, the NFL and college football have had thus far as well. So we'll see. It'll be very interesting and, and, and figuring out a way to bet on that. You're right, John is going to be very difficult. All right. Uh, so I don't think you were a big soccer fan in 86. Were you? Uh, yeah, when, actually. Uh, yeah. When uh, Diego Maradona. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. Trust me. I, yes. I grew up in a soccer hotbed. Northern Virginia is a big, big soccer mm-hmm. hotbed. I remember, you know, Argentina wins the 86 World Cup, and it was a story not only about uh, right. one of your perennial powers winning, but that was after you know, the Falklands War in 82. Um, and Argentina sure. was there was a lot of uh, 
you know, that was a country that needed a lift. And they certainly got it from Maradona and that 86 championship. But, uh, oh, yeah, no, he was he was he was what Babe Ruth was in this country, which is he in Ar- in Argentina. Sure, sure. The sport of record is clearly what they call football. We call soccer, obviously. Um, and he is the face of that sport, just as Pele was in Brazil. And you look at baseball to this day, people play Babe Ruth baseball. And so it is a massive loss, but my God, it is. And he kind of lived like Babe Ruth off, off the pitch as well, to some degree, you know, maybe to the 10th power who we hung out with and what he did and what he indulged in. And, you know, he made it to 60, John, that's not bad. (laughs) I mean, 60 Diego Maradona years. Come on. That's like 120 of anybody else. Cause he, I mean, he, he had, Large Easy. appetites for everything. And, you know, he no was out about he it. Was, so it is it is a big loss. And he was in in uh, Argentina. He was you know, they're winning that World Cup was was one of their biggest moments. And then he was thrown out of uh, uh, international competition for doping. So, he, I mean, he is like the yin and yang of Argentinian soccer, frankly. Yeah, I mean, I think he was pretty high on cocaine when 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 he won that particular uh, World Cup when he won the finals, if I'm not mistaken. Look at you, hip, hypocritically. I'm not sure. Judging. No, I'm Maybe actually. It, it's it's part of his. You know, part of what makes him great. No. It's part well, of he was a great. huge. He was a huge sports star and national international star in the 1980s. Of course, he spent three to five years with his face down in a pile of blow. I mean, that's what people did then. Yes. Sure. Sure. (laughs) Especially if you were an international star, obviously. All right. We've talked about Saban. You don't think it's going to make much of a difference with Auburn at all. Uh, uh, Very minor difference. I, I do think Alabama is a unbelievable team. I'll be very surprised if they don't win the national championship. And I'll be very surprised, frankly, if the four teams that aren't the, are the top four right now aren't the top four going forward. Uh, you, Notre Dame may lose big to Clemson, yeah. uh, but I don't anticipate Ohio State losing to Northwestern. And I know Indiana gave them a game. I get it. But it never it never did feel like Ohio State was – it just felt like they were in control the entire game. Well, and Indiana and the, was this the, scrappy little team that they just yeah. had to flick off whenever they got close. And the difference for Northwestern is Northwestern has a better defense than um, than Indiana does. Northwestern has a has a really really good defense, but the Indiana offense is more high powered, and Indi- the Indiana offense could get involved in a bit of a shootout, and Northwestern can't do that. Northwestern would have to hold Ohio State, you know, to twenty one points or so, and I just don't know that their offense can take enough of uh, of of what they need to on their shoulders to keep that Ohio state offense from, um, from thriving. And I think Ohio state particularly is the team that as the season goes on and they play together more, they're going to, they're a lot better at the end of the season than they were at the beginning of the season. And they were already pretty good. So I agree with you. I think, I think the only change could be Mark. I really think that Texas A&M could make their way in there with a, with a, with a uh, Notre Dame. If Notre Dame gets really blown out and then Alabama really takes care of Florida, Cincinnati certainly has a possibility, but I think three of the four teams that are there right now will 100% be three of the four teams that are there in the end. 
And the other yep. one's about I agree wholeheartedly. Seventy percent. Yep, I agree with that. It's um, it's a sad state of affairs, but uh, it is. Really, it is. I mean, it's Joe it, Connolly we, we, rooting we, on Orlando. We we but we talk. You know, the funny thing is, Mark, and I'm but, sorry to cut you off with this, and I know the delay makes it difficult, but it's 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 you know, in COVID, the year where everything was it was going to mix everything up, it had no effect on really no effect on college football whatsoever. Except maybe the Big right, Twelve or or really uh, the NBA. That's true too. Yeah. Yeah, well, really, the might NBA have been a few or Major League Baseball. Really, might have seen a might have might have seen a little bit of difference in the NBA because I think early rounds of the playoffs, I think you had some teams that may have been just just reacted better teams that reacted poorly to it. But yeah, to your point, it's pretty it's pretty chalk. Baseball, the best team, we all agree, the Dodgers are the best team, best team in uh, uh, in uh, college. Uh, Foot best teams in college football are the ones that are there at the top. Uh, and the NFL, when push comes to shove, is would anybody be horribly surprised at a Kansas City or Pittsburgh versus either the New Orleans Saints or, you know, Seattle, I guess. I guess the difference there is the, the Tampa the Bay Packers, thing. Even. The Packers, yeah, it's, it's going to be a bit chalk. Hopefully, you know, fingers crossed. Things somebody muddies the waters a little we'll bit see. to keep it interesting. All right. Now, uh, speaking of the trivia, we are yep. going, I'm going to give you more and more clues now. Uh, right. Joe Connolly has mentioned uh, Orlando City. They won their first playoff game against New York and they play New England coming up uh, in a few days. So uh, we're all excited about that in the, in the playoff bracket. And uh, Mark may not be excited. And I think if they that. win that game, then they'll be in the, the, ch- no, I am. I, I'm excited about Orlando City. Of course. Okay. All right. You know, okay. even though I'm three thousand miles away from Orlando right. as we speak. Uh, all right. I am in Temecula, California. So seventy and thirty-five. Seventy represents the Big Ten. Thirty-five represents the SEC. Seventy Big Ten. Thirty-five represents the uh, the the SEC. Now remember, I'm taking fourteen teams uh, from the from the Big Ten. And uh, just the teams that are in the SEC. I will say this, that the top four teams in, in the Big Ten, the top four in terms of this, uh, equal 33. The top four teams in the Big Ten are only two behind the entire conference in the SEC. Okay. Does any does any of this help? Um, any of it? No. All right, so I will give it away right now. 70 represents the number of NFL Hall of Famers coming out of the Big Ten. Ah, okay. 35 represents the number of Hall of Famers coming out of the SEC. Interesting. Interesting. And the extra four teams doesn't really... The SEC has great... Yeah, the extra four teams doesn't it, it, it make it up for a that. little bit, a little bit, but not as enough. Yeah, yeah. Wow. All right. And now. it's 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 Ohio State and Michigan have twenty, and then it's Illinois and Minnesota that have thirteen combined. Illinois has seven, and Minnesota has six. So those four teams already have thirty-three. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. They were big, big, big powers in the in the twenties, thirties, and into the forties. And a little bit into the fifties as well. Um, so I'm 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 assuming that the number of people getting into the Hall of Fame from Wisconsin, uh, or excuse me, uh, was it Illinois and uh, Minnesota, 
probably tapered Minnesota. off around yeah. the class of 1974. Probably the vast majority of those guys were in it be. before that. Trying to think of any uh, recent yeah, Minnesota or Illinois guys. And I'm struggling. Yeah, let's uh let's take let's uh let's take let's see this. It's uh let's talk about the uh Hall of Famers. Hall of Famers and I, I don't remember, but it's uh you're right. I mean it, it goes way back, but it's it's very interesting that it's twice as many. And uh you know, Maryland doesn't have that many. Uh yeah. Rutgers doesn't have any. I'm talking about added teams to the to the Big Ten. Yeah. Um who else is an added team to the Big Ten at this point in time? Um, I guess even Nebraska. Nebraska doesn't have that many, believe it or not. So yeah. really, it, it's you're right. It, it's the it's the major success of the Big Ten in in the mid part, you know, mid century, mm-hmm. mid century success of the Big Ten is what has led to this. So um, that's interesting. I forget what I how I would look uh, from. Yeah, that's a that's a very very interesting one. Okay, so here we go. Let's try and do this. I think we can. I think we can do this. Yeah, Notre Dame is tops with thirteen. Southern California with thirteen. Michigan uh, with ten, and Ohio State with ten. Goes to Miami, Pittsburgh, Alabama has eight. Uh, but let's let's look at Minnesota. Let's see what was what was your guess? The last one from Minnesota was what what decade? Uh, well, I was going to say I said nineteen seventy four was the last class, but I don't know. You might have gotten a couple guys in there from the senior committee or something. But I was going to say Tony you know, went to Minnesota. I knew that. I'd forgotten he was in the Hall of Fame, to be quite frank with you. Yeah. He was right. a quarterback. And obviously, uh, Carl, El- Car- Carl Eller, Bud Grant. But yes. Uh, so And they and those, were, th- those would have been 80s, probably. Those would probably have been 80s Hall of yeah. Famers. Yeah. 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 Okay. For Minnesota. What about uh, Illinois? I know Red Grange. It did. I'm surprised they got anybody yeah. in after Red Grange. Dick Butkus went to Illinois. He did go. That's right. Yes, Dick Butkus went to Illinois. Okay. He came, He got in. Obviously, but you're right. I mean, George Hallis, seventies, probably Dick Butkus, Ray Nitschke. So yes, Bobby Mitchell. Wasn't Bobby Mitchell a Redskin? Uh, he he was. He's the first African American to play for the uh, last team to integrate. All right. So let me ask you this: Who is the latest? Who is the latest Alabaman to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, Johnny? The latest Alabama player to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. God, I'm not, I'm just not really great about late. Later, Alabama, um, the guard, John Hanna, I'm sure, is one of your later nice. Bama guys. That's a good one. That's a later um, one. Um, a tight end slash GM. Tight end slash GM. Oh, that's, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Ozzie Newsom was a, was, a, was a member of the Crimson yep. Tide. Um, but I think. I think this guy might be the latest who was a linebacker for the Chiefs who passed away. Oh, Derek Thomas. Okay. Yeah. He might be the All latest. Right. 
All right. Yeah. Interesting. But it's, yeah, between, between Hannah Newsom and, and Thomas. And then you've got uh, Don Hudson, Joe Namath, obviously, Kenny Stabler, Bart Starr, which essentially, I mean, I know it wasn't one, two, three, but it might as well have been a one, two, three punch for Alabama with Starr, Stabler, yeah. with Starr, Namath, and Stabler. Um, but uh, there was time, obviously, between Starr and Namath. Uh, and then uh, Dwight Stevenson as well. Oh, former center, uh, one of the great centers of all time. Played with the Dolphins for a long time. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's. Yep. All right, I'm yep. going to brush. I'm going to brush up on so it. Pretty I'm going to have to brush up. Seventy three. It, it was a. It was pretty esoteric. It really was. It was a no, tough. No, I like it. Was it. A tough one, but I don't know. I I, I, like I thought somehow. Yeah. No, I like the famers I, I, coming from the Big yeah. Ten. Seventy. Well, you know, it's and it, and it leads to, right. and I know we're, so we're just about out of time. We're just about out of time to get out of here, but it leads to there was a great uh, Colin Cow- uh, Coward keeps going through, you know, all these quarterbacks that are drafted from these big power teams and everything, and then you look at the uh, the quarterbacks that are the best quarterbacks in the game, um, and the quarterbacks that are going to get to the Super Bowl or into the playoffs this year, and it's it's Texas Tech, it's Purdue. It's uh, North Carolina State and or Wisconsin, depending on where you want to uh, give Russell Wilson uh, credit. You've got, you know, Tannehill yeah. is Texas A&M. Um, yeah, so it's it, it, it is interesting that sometimes I think what you find is those great national championship teams are made up of a lot of really, really a lot of great players, but some of the other guys who stand out are guys who go to lesser programs and, you know, elevate themselves in some way. I don't know what, what, what it, what it says, but it is interesting. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. And uh, I uh, apologize to everyone for the, the uh, bad connection, the delay. It is all my fault. Uh, The, the fact that I look like I'm broadcasting from Yemen, um, as well, it's just unfortunate. It really is <laughs> coming to and, you directly uh, from we Yemen. Apologize for... <laughs> now, welcome, Mark Ferreira. So, at any rate, we want to thank you. We want to wish every. <laughs> we want to wish everyone a, a happy Thanksgiving, and uh, have fun. Eat well. Be safe, and we will talk to you on Friday with hopefully a bit of a better connection. For John Pelkey, I'm Mark Ferreira. This has been After Further Review, and we are going to leave you with the first song that comes up in my Spotify. Here we go. (laughs) See you later, everyone. You know what? I think I'm still on, frankly. This would give me a really good opportunity to talk uh, badly about Mark, but I'm not going to do that. Bye, everybody. Have a great Thanksgiving.